Really? Wow. Hey, it's it's surprisingly a lot longer than I remembered. I didn't realize I was on the very last like uh, level, basically, like not the not the last stage, but the last uh, area, big world. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I had known that, I probably would have finished it a long, long time ago. But it was it was good to refresh. So I'll talk more about that. Oh, so actually. this is like your this is your first time finishing it. Yes. Oh yes. wow. Okay. Wow. That's. Well, that's interesting. Then I then I definitely want to hear us talk about that. All right, uh, let me get this thing started, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll get it going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host Chase Kennedy. Today's show is not on Fire Emblem Fates, <laughs> as as much as as me and my guests might want it to be. Uh, it is on Kirby's Triple Deluxe or Kirby Triple Deluxe. Sorry, a very important distinction. Uh, and my guest is Matt Jaguar. Hi, Matt. Hi. Yeah, so uh, I brought you back. Uh, you were you were on somewhat recently. I guess this is episode 52 at this point. So you were on the 50th, which was our, our game of the year uh, for 2015. Big, um, long, bash, blowout. Yeah, that was that was really long. Epic podcasting. We, we, talked, for, <laughs> we talked for a while. <laughs> um, but now you're back a couple months later to talk about Kirby Triple Deluxe. And the reason I have you back on here is that two years ago for our Game of the Year show, this uh, this made your top five list. It did. Yeah. So you are I, I don't and it didn't make mine, which is interesting. I because I like Kirby games and I especially like handheld Kirby games, and and for whatever reason it just kind of got beaten out by by some other games that I thought were were pretty stellar. Uh, whereas this game was was very good. It was solid. But uh, it made your top five. Can you you want to talk a little bit more about you know why like what what made it uh, a top five game for you? Uh, yeah, it was just it's so well made. It's just a very very solid Kirby game, and it, it, Kirby has such a very long and stoic history with Nintendo, and especially on handhelds, uh, going all day all the way back to uh, Kirby uh, Kirby's Dream Land on the Game Boy. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Uh, he was white back then, not pink, uh, and he didn't uh, do much other than fly when he would suck in air and suck in enemies and then either you eat enemies or shoot them back out and then fly around and you know, shoot out a little puffball of all the areas. And, and that was it. And it wasn't in turn. Uh, uh, Kirby's uh, uh, dream was Dreamland Adventure for the NES. I always forget what the first NES one was where Kirby, he actually gets powers. And just Kirby's Adventure. And yeah, that was Kirby's for the Adventure. NES. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's such an amazing game. That was where, where, where Kirby really becomes a Kirby game. Like it, the abilities uh, he gains from copying, kind of like a Mega Man, but only like on pretty much every single enemy of the game, minus a few here and there. But uh, the like the way you unlock abilities is by sucking in enemies, pressing down, and uh, has always been just something that's really unique about the Kirby games. It's just something that always makes it fun. And not only that, it's always been uh, since that point a showcase for what a system could do like oh wow it's kirby was known for being so animated and it pretty much strikes true in this one too uh i played a fair amount of the kirby games i do have that uh was the wii 20th anniversary kirby uh compilation kirby's dream collection exactly yeah it's a wonderful collection to have too if you can find it i don't think it's mad expensive anywhere uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too like bad. That. It has a uh, it has six games in it, uh, and I'm gonna blank on what exactly the six are. Uh, I know uh, Kirby sixty four is the is the newest game on that collection. Yep, yep. And uh, there's also like Kirby three uh, for the Super Nintendo, also another late 
uh, for the game generation it was in mm-hmm. uh, release. Uh, and and uh, what was it? Kirby Superstar, uh, which is kind of, right. I'm trying to remember, it was kind of like mid to early end of the SNES era. Yeah. And uh, it was just a, like a mismatch of like six Kirby games and mini games. and uh, But more to the point, like Kirby games to me have always just had this really just solid design. And it was just about just fun, even though they were kind of simple. Uh, it's just like fun and always just, I don't know, endearing. Plus, Kirby has mad dance moves. Uh, <laughs> yes. In all his games. It's just, you know, just Halo the King. It's him and him and Michael Jackson from uh, Moonwalker. <laughs> just, you, can't, you can't handle these two. They, I'm waiting for that crossover. That would be that would be pretty solid. Uh, so yeah, I, I share your love of Kirby games. Uh, I I grew up uh, so Kirby's Dream Land Two was the first game uh, of the series that I played. Mm. And uh, another another late Game Boy game. Well, not really late Game Boy. Yeah, it was kind of halfway through. Yeah, it was ninety ninety five. Like it was. Yeah. it was kind of in there. Uh, well, still hadn't gotten to Pokemon at that point. That was another three years off. Yeah. Like, so you think about that. It's like yeah, Game Boy. That was such a long, long, long stretch right of, uh, for sure library. so so i was i was born in 1989 so i i'm not i i wasn't like super current with the game boy games like right at the beginning but so when i got in kirby's dream land 2 and and uh super mario land 2 were were I, two of my very first games and then i i also remember i had tetris of course because it came with the game boy and then uh mega man 5 or mega man v rather uh yeah. So that was that's just kind of the era that I started with in Game Boy. So uh, I I missed out on playing the original Super Mario Land and the original Kirby's Dream Land until until later. Like I had friends who had those games and I played them and and I remember when uh, I think it was my cousin who had Kirby's Dream Land the original and when I played that I'd been so used to playing Dream Land two and I played a lot of Dream Land two uh, when I played the original I was like man what. What is all this? This is what <laughs> he can't. Yeah, I know it's such a different game. Like, where are the copy abilities? This is exactly. this is bullshit. <laughs> and it's so quick too. You can beat it in like less than an hour if you know what you're doing. Right. It's, uh, yeah. Like Kirby games have always been known as being pretty, like you said, simple. But I would even say easy. Where where yeah, there, there isn't a whole lot going on, but there is. It, Kirby's abilities are just so broken, even even in the original game, where you, know, you can't do bottomless pits, or you, I mean, they can, but they are pointless because Kirby can Sometimes, fly wherever like, he wants when, to. Yeah, but when Kirby has somebody sucked up, he can't fly around. So that, there's sometimes like you know boss fights where oh now there's a pit here, but you want you know you don't have an ability, or it's just uh, Kirby sucking in some like whatever star object that gets uh, thrown around after the enemy doesn't attack and that's your cue to suck in that and shoot it at the enemy to do damage right uh, if there's a pit there that adds a little bit because you know you have to oh i have to get either rid of this and then fly away or oh shit i fell in the po- you know fell in the hole and now i have to start over sure but yeah kirby games have been yes notoriously known for being very very easy and, and it's true they, you play it just straight through it is an easy game the difficulty though comes in trying to find a lot of these collectibles that a lot of the, the Kirby games have had too, as well. Right, and and then or later Kirby Kirby games, percent runs. And then later Kirby games like Triple Deluxe even have these these kind of ultra modes that that are kind of hidden there once you once you get uh, the right conditions, and then those those like uh, DX versions or extra versions are 
are really difficult. Like they, yep. they can get to to like, <laughs> hey, I'm playing a Kirby game and I'm like yelling some expletives because this thing is hard. What the hell? Yeah, there's and there's some uh, in Triple Deluxe some kind of hard boss fights too that can get a little frustrating if you're not patient and, and taking your time. For sure. For uh, sure. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, yeah I really enjoyed this game and even though it was on my like top five that year, I remember not beating it and then I'm going like, oh, I should really finish it for this episode. And realizing, oh, I'm actually in the last level. I could have been in, like, uh, less than an hour. <laughs> but I stuck with it. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's just start to finish. Just such a well-done and solid platformer game. It is. And and that's that's kind of my issue with it, is that the, the best thing I can say for this game is that it's solid. Uh, mm-hmm. That it's that it's fine. That it's, it's good. I think, I think it's more than fine. It's also, like, all these parts together. Like, the music is fantastic. The graphics are very, very sharp for the 3DS. The 3D on it is really, really good and pops out in a lot of places and even throw a few puzzles where it's kind of required but not you know, not necessarily required. Mm-hmm. Uh, but using it does give you an advantage. Uh, and it, it's funny because it also, like the whole, one of the big mechanics of this game compared to other Kirby games is you can go in the background and the foreground, uh, which is really, really vaguely similar to uh, the Virtual Boy game, uh, Mario. I forget what the Mario game on the Virtual Boy is, but uh, it it uses that same exact mechanic where sometimes you'd have enemies in the background shooting at you in the foreground. Uh, And that's been, uh, if I'm not mistaken, past Kirby games as well, too. Uh, But in this, it's just with the added 3D, it just really pops out a lot. Well, I mean, uh, I think enemies could come up from the background, but I don't think before Kirby could go into the background. So it, it's uh, like a more modern equivalent would be something like uh, Little yeah. Big Planet or Donkey Kong yep. Country Returns, uh, where or where, uh, uh, Paper Mario, I think, did that too, right? Uh, Super Paper Mario did. Yes, Super Paper Mario. So yeah, uh, games those up, but this one, like out of all of them, it's Wario Land for the Virtual Boy, uh, a game I never owned, but it was when Virtual Boy was out. That was the game that was in a lot of the demo units uh, at the time, and you could play through most of the game. And if you could understand the the atrocious controller to that whole contraption, uh, was a really really interesting and solid uh, Wario Land platformer. Yeah, uh, I would. But unfortunately, just the price to entry for just one game is just you know way too much at the time. Yeah, I, I'd really love to do a show on the Virtual Boy, but that would require me to own one and, and then own <laughs> it's own not the, the game for it. Probably and, uh, everything yeah, together. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big fan. I very much should have one at some point, but uh, yeah, the the price is just a bit too high for me right now to to jump into that. Um, but yeah, we. So I want to go back to that point where that I was making of how, it, you know, it seems like the best thing we can say about this game is that it's solid, and and that's not fair. Like you you hit it on the head. That's not fair. Cause it is actually a really solid Kirby game. God, I said solid again. It's a really good Kirby game. Like it's un- fun. It's also fun. There's it's very like, fun. But really hardly, you can't find anything really at fault with it. Like there's no like, Oh, this is glitchy or, you know, the platforming's not right. Or the music isn't hit all the notes right for you. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing, no secrets or anything. Uh, maybe, you know, it's too easy a little bit, but that gives you so many other options later on and uh, secret paths to uncover that, you know, rewards multiple playthroughs and a bit of timing and a bit of thinking to do. So it may not be like hard in the sense of uh, the uh, these enemies are all weak and I'm overpowered. It's hard in the sense of oh, I got to figure out this puzzle or get the timing right on this. Right. Uh, that make, gives it a good challenge. So all of those things are true, but 
when you look at this game in context, so if, if this game had come out, you know, if this was the next Kirby game after Kirby's Dream Land 2 or something like that, then then yeah, this would be a whole new ball game. But it didn't. It came out. So this game came out in May uh, May second of twenty fourteen, yeah. um, and you know a my, very crowded year too. Absolutely crowded. Like just thinking about the the game, the other games that came out, and, and why it didn't make my top five. Yeah, there's there's tons of great stuff that came out then. But three years earlier, a game called uh, uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland came out for the Wii, and that game is more or less exactly like this game. And I, I think that's that's where my big issue with it is. is that, and uh, I have not played uh, Return to Dreamland, which I've heard great things, and actually I'm considering getting it at some point because it's like 20 bucks to download now on the Wii U. So yeah, it, I mean, it, again, like that. so that's the game where... So let, let's back up a little bit. Kirby Kirby has had this small evolution from Dreamland One to to Adventure and then Beyond, where he he gained these copy abilities. There were uh, new abilities added in each game. So in Dreamland Three, there were new abilities, and in Dreamland Two, the the uh, creature, the the pet characters came in. Um, uh, just there he turns a pinball later on, and we go back and forth between like. Uh, side things like Kirby's Dream Course and Kirby's Avalanche to like mainland Kirby games like Kirby Three and and Crystal Shards and things like that. Right. Yeah. So so before so it's this weird weird history of you know going back and forth too. Yeah, and and it seemed like in that Nintendo that Nintendo sixty four game Crystal Shards, which I also really like it. That that kind of had another evolution in the the ability to mix copy abilities and and to use combo powers. That was that was really cool. I, I think the rest of the game cannot live up to how awesome that system is. Um, yeah, it's kind of also a little slow too. Like, it, uh, I don't really think a Kirby games is fast, but it seems like the first Kirby games were, uh, especially the uh, NES uh, Kirby, was just really really quick. And Kirby on the N sixty four is just really really slow. Yeah, I mean, even though uh, even though Crystal Shards is a three D game, it's it's set on a two D plane, and it's just having having Kirby be in polygons instead of in pixels. I think really slowed slowed down that game. I, I even think games like Triple Deluxe are slow by comparison when I when I think back to my time on Kirby Dreamland Two. But it does it does still have that. Uh, and one of the things that I really like about Kirby games is the wide range of animation that he shows. Like his facial features, uh, I distinctly remember uh, in the uh, Kirby's Adventure, like the beginning of every stage, something would funny happen, or like Kirby would get you know lit on fire, and his like one eye's big and one eye's small, and uh, you just didn't see that at the time, especially on the NES. Uh, and in this game, it has a lot of that as well too. I just I. Playing through the Crystal Stars, I didn't remember seeing all that much. Maybe because they were doing the Kirby in 3D for the first time. Yeah, I, I imagine that. Uh, or just the, the frame rate of itself just being too slow, uh, it not being as fluid as Kirby is now. Right. So uh, an interesting thing here is that after Crystal Shards, uh, Kirby kind of went dormant on on home consoles at the very least. So there was a, a GameCube version. Uh, of Kirby was announced in 2005 and then just kind of went away. Yeah. So and we got Kirby's Air Ride. So. Right. Yeah. That that was a, a little side project that we got, but uh, 
but yeah, Kirby didn't have much of a presence on the GameCube uh, other than that and Smash Brothers. And but Kirby continued to be a thing on handhelds, and it seemed like uh, at that point, that's when kind of traditional Kirby took a took a backseat to these all these little experiments uh, where where how laboratories could just you know try try some stuff. And I'm trying to think of of some of those games. There we got um, uh, like games like Canvas Curse uh, on the yeah, DS. Yeah, one of one of the best DS games you can like possibly own. It's a fantastic DS game, and it was a was it wasn't a launch game, but it was it was relatively early. It was uh, 2005, so okay. like a year after. But it was it was like that and WarioWare touched, where it seemed to be like relatively. I think that was the same year. Right. And it was like these are the reasons to get a DS. Like there's. There's some meat on the bones in these games. Mm-hmm. Like they're fun, and they change how you would play a traditional uh, video game or a handheld game too. Right, and and uh, then it, so it played to its strengths really well. And then another game that I that I actually I just recently purchased and haven't played a whole lot of is Kirby's Mass Attack that yeah, also came go. out on DS. Which which again it it's very different from a traditional Kirby game. There aren't really copy abilities, or they're 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 not used in the traditional sense anyway. <laughs> Kirby. Right. It's like, we got copy abilities, but let's, uh, instead of copying enemy abilities, let's just copy Kirby as many times as we can. Yeah, so it's almost like a Lemmings kind of game where you're It is. Getting... Like a Lemmings platformer. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, like, Hal, Hal did some interesting things with Kirby, for sure. And all this time, we we weren't getting Kirby in more of the traditional sense. I, I think the closest we got was maybe, like, Kirby and the... Kirby and the Amazing Mirror and Kirby Squeak, uh, Squeak Squad, uh, which were both handheld games that you know they were they were fine. They were just kind of I don't know. They were they were traditional Kirby games with gimmicks that I that didn't really work and and they never went back to. Um, but it wasn't until 2011 when we finally got that that canceled. Well, I guess it wasn't canceled. It was the GameCube game became a Wii game and then it still kind of went dormant. And then in 2011, it finally came out as Kirby's Return to Dreamland, and and that was the big the big return. I, I I imagine they called it Return to Dreamland as just a way to like, hey guys, remember remember Kirby? We're we're coming back to it. We're doing it upright, and mm-hmm. and that was that was a fantastic game. So it, it's very much it's very much a traditional Kirby game, but it also had. The, uh, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii style of, hey, four people can play this at the same time. You're playing as different characters. Uh, Kirby would still... Yeah, so you could play as... You could play as different colored Kirbys and and have them all have the copy abilities, but then you could also play as Waddle Dee or King DDD, and and they would have their own unique powers as well. Uh, so that, yeah, that game was... It was really cool, and it had a lot of of really neat ideas in it, and and was really returned to form for Kirby itself. And so when I when I'm playing Triple Deluxe, it's it's very much a stripped down version of Return to Dreamland. But uh, Return to Dreamland also have those like one thing that's uh, in Kirby's Triple Deluxe is like every enemy ability. There's combo lists and move lists. Yeah, that were present in past games. Was that in uh, Return to Dreamland? It was. Ah, okay. So yeah. there, there, there. Yeah. Yeah. But. So uh, yeah, that and and I think uh, it was also that was also the case in another Kirby game, maybe Superstar. I want to say that had uh, multiple multiple moves per copy ability. 
yeah, but not as many as that's. Well, yeah, for for sure. Very, very dense compared to past games, but. So yeah, I, yes. I mean, there's, and that's my that's my issue with Triple Deluxe is that it's it's similar it's way too similar to to Return to Dreamland to to really get me excited for it. So it, it has those multiple moves uh, per ability. Um, it has the same exact graphics, absolutely the same graphics. A, a little lower res uh, for the 3DS version. The music's is yes. is relatively the same. I, all these things are very similar, and it doesn't have the the four player co op because it's a handheld game. Why would it? But it it had it was missing. But it does have multiplayer. Huh? It does have multiplayer. It does have a multiplayer mode. I, I will give you. We we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um. So so that's really my issue with it. Now it's still. I will have that class. Huh? Does uh, Return to Dreamland have hypernova ability? So it doesn't have that, but it does have the. When you like shake the Wii remote when you're when you're sucking in, it creates like a super vacuum thing. So it it very much does have the same mechanic, but it's not that it's not exactly the Mega Mushroom equivalent in no. that it is in uh, that it is in Kirby's Triple Deluxe. And I think that that's probably one of the best parts of Kirby's Triple Deluxe. Really? Uh, okay. Well, yes. let's we'll get, well, tell me why. I would love to hear that. Is it like it's just funny that he gets just so overpowered? It's like Super Saiyan levels of just uh, raw power levels for Kirby, I guess. Uh, but they also play play for laughs in this game too. Like like every time you come across like a bunch of small enemies and he just sucks in everything in this giant vortex tornado uh, vacuum that is his endless stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where he packs it all. Uh, it, it just like there are times when you go up against like giant, uh, uh, like uh, what's the tree uh, boss uh, in this game? Well, I have to look at Flowery Woods. Yeah, like not, not you wispy. Take a, the hypernova in this game, and you're just sucking in all his branches and everything, and then ever so slightly, like when all of his uh, leaves are gone and he's like getting uprooted, his life bar gets like sucked into the vortex as well it's just it's such a funny moment and, and it's parts like those when it just it's like uh it's just so like has just such this witty humor for uh such a small game that just re- it really sold me on uh just the comedy of it too all right i'll, I'll give you that like my it like a gameplay moment uh like it's something that happens just about not every level but you know maybe every other couple levels and of course happens at the end of the game it's just uh it, it's it's nice that's sort of like, have you played, ever played Half-Life 2? Or have heard about Half-Life 2? Yeah, I, At least the end. I'm familiar, yes. I, I mean, I'll spoil that if you don't mind. I, yeah, go uh, ahead. It's not a handheld game. Also, I've, <laughs> I've played it many times, so I'm, I'm not being fair to anybody listening then that cares. But at the very end of Half-Life, you get, you know, you've always had this gravity gun, and at the end it becomes super overpowered for like the last level. It's such a nice moment, because it's the only weapon you need, and the only weapon you have. Uh, but you're just, you're just running loose, with uh, the greatest weapon in the game, and it just I get the same feeling when Kirby gets like this special fruit that happens in the game, and you get the hypernova ability, and all these like enemies, there are like uh, obstacles that get in your way, like Waddle D trains that'll go down tracks from the background to the foreground, and if you're in the way, will smack you right into the screen, and a hilarious uh, uh, kind of moment uh, in the game too. But you can also suck those up, and just the way all the kinetic energy and like the pacing of it, just it, it's also very funny. Uh, in its own way. 
It definitely is. But uh, my only my only issue with it, and I'm I'm really just playing like devil's advocate at this point because I, I like the game as well. But uh, you you have uh, maybe a higher level of appreciation for it than I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, is is that it's it's used very much like the Mega Mushroom from from New Super Mario Brothers in that when it shows up, it's a very scripted event where we we meant this we meant for you to have this. There's nothing that's going to be able to stop you right now. You're not going to be able to lose this power. You're not going to be able to go through this level in any other way. We just want you to experience this very scripted moment that we that we made. Now, like you said, they're very funny. They're they're witty. They do a lot of of fun things with that. But it's it's always a case of well, I have the hypernova thing now. That's that's what the rest of this level's about until I finish it. Uh, yeah, and that is very true. And, and yeah, I just, I mean, I would like, I, the thing that I like about Kirby is, is choosing my own abilities and, and seeing how I can use those to, to get through the level. And it's never really that hard. And, and I don't even, you don't need a, an ability to, to play, to like beat anything. Everything is, is easily defeated, even just as vanilla Kirby. But, uh, but to see how I'm using those moves and, and what powers I've used, like the, that's the interesting part to me. So for the game to say, hey, uh, remember all those choices that you can make, uh, you don't get to make a choice now. This is what you were doing, and, and this is what we set up for you. And that's, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm not as excited about the hypernovas as you are. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's I, I, the best I, way. I totally understand and get that. It's like you, you're, you see the Kirby games, it's like, as you said, you want to choose your own ability and go from there. Uh, and, and in the past, that's yeah, there's still that in this game, too. Like, if you want to get to a secret in this game, you better have the right ability. Uh, it's more noticeable in past uh, Kirby games, uh, like Kirby's Adventure, but... Uh, in this one, yeah, when you get the hypernova, it is your you have to get this. You can't advance any further. And yes, it is a very scripted event. But I, at the same at the same pace, like I've always seen that in like other Kirby games, I have enjoyed like Kirby's Epic Yarn. Like there are parts that take a note from uh, Super Mario uh, uh, World Two, mm-hmm. uh, where you know you transform into a tank or whatever, and you have to do that. And those are sections where you you know. It, it's clearly designed this way. And I just see it as the same way. And it's just, uh, just that combination of just, uh, the, uh, use of it and the slapstick nature of it too is just that uh, I just enjoyed it. Just that, uh, never really was an issue for me that I had to do it. It right. just was nice and funny. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a cool, it's a cool effect and it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice move. Uh, I just felt pigeonholed when I was using it. Um, now I will say with Kirby's Epic Yarn, that is, that was, that did not start life as a Kirby game. It was not made by Hal. That was made by uh, another team. I think uh, the name is Good Feel. Yeah. Uh, and, but it is very much a platforming Kirby game. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was so like similar. It felt so similar to a Kirby game that Nintendo said, hey, what if you just put Kirby in it? And and then they changed some things to, to make it fit in there. And, and yeah, so Kirby's Epic Yarn is, is great. I, I like that game a lot. It might be... It might be the easiest Kirby game it ever. Is, it is the easiest Which Kirby is game saying experience. something for a series that is just so normally easy. Um, but yeah, it's that is a that is a cool game with with some really nice effects on it. Like by far the nicest looking Kirby game, but by far the easiest one too. Yeah. 
Um, all right. I, I want to stop ragging on, on Triple Deluxe because I, I really do like this game. So I'm going to talk about a couple things that I actually really like about this game. And, and one of them is the, the goal game at the end of each of the levels. Uh, I usually don't like these games. I, I think they are, are kind of uh, esoteric and uh, like they're... <laughs> don't they're, like pushing A to get that high boost? Uh, it's just, I don't mind that. I mind that none of it's very explained to you. Uh, there, there isn't any, I, not that I absolutely need a button prompt or I need to have my handheld or something like that, but there I've, I've had some games and I'm trying to remember any of them offhand and I'm, I'm kind of blanking, but I've played Kirby games in the past where I just don't get the goal game. I cannot, I cannot use it effectively at all. And I, I can never get anything higher than third place or something like that. Um, this, this game is, is one of the best goal games. It is, I, I like one. It reminds me a lot of dreamland Two, which, uh, you know, this is going to come up again later when I make you talk about your favorite Kirby game ever, uh, cause uh. it's my favorite Kirby game ever, but dreamland Two, it, going through the clouds and, and like pushing, pushing through different tiers of clouds. So I like the way they tilted that to make it work for the 3D and have you just shooting forward through all these clouds uh, to get there. So that that's great. It does have a button prompt, which which just made it easy for me to understand that I did well and, and understand like, oh, OK, I, I see that I didn't fill up the bar all the way. And that's why I got second place or that's why I got third place. And that's why I didn't get. Yeah, it's the, not like a platform you're trying to get to the peak of the platform, you can't gauge that as well. Right. And it's yeah, just yeah. it's it's just a matter of understanding that I did well or understanding that I did badly and and knowing what I have to do to fix that. Whereas in some Kirby games before, I've had no idea what I need to fix. Like it's <laughs> it, it was very much that that kind of Mario Kart at the start where you're looking for that sweet spot to get the boost and I just for whatever reason for those for some of those Kirby games I could never find it. Yeah, it's a bit, bit obtuse, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but in this one, yeah, it's, it's clearly laid out. You press A. Oh, bar's full. Press right. A. But, you know, you, it's also the time because you can also fuck it up and sometimes miss the time completely and only get one uh, yeah. uh, one level ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, not ahead, but... Right. Yeah, this so is it, a cheapy remote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, this one I, I like also because it uses the 3D well. It's like, you know, being shot at cannon, you're zooming forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get this really nice effect, and it, to me, yeah, it it felt kind of easy compared to the other ending ones, uh, especially like Kirby's Adventure, the original. Oh yeah, push A, and you get it right. And when you get it right, and you get all the way to the top, and you see Kirby do his extended dance and get the one up, it's it's so just satisfying. Absolutely, yeah, for one hundred percent. Another thing I love about this game is the uh, the keychains. The keychains, yes, those are. They're nice to collect. It's just there's no substance behind in collecting all of them. Like you collect all of them just to collect all of them, right? But it's and that's it. but there's there's a lot and they're nice. Yeah. Collect. So the the worst one of the worst collectibles I've ever found in a game is is uh, the Assassin's Creed feathers. Uh, one <laughs> because there's just so many of them, and two because they don't feel like they matter at all. They they have they're they are all the same. They're in different places. Like the only achievement you get is is the only achievement you ever feel is that oh hey I found I, I found a way up this building to get to this one. Um, but yeah, there's there's just so 
little going for them. Whereas and there's no payoff. Huh? And I feel this there's yeah, no yeah. payoff. That's you know, you feel a little payoff. And I feel the same way with this uh, in Kirby's Triple Lux. It's the one thing that I just don't like is the endless collecting then little payoff other than I got I got complete now. It's you know, it's not like trying to collect all one hundred and fifty one Pokemon in red and blue. It's just there are keychains, just try to get them all. Uh, yeah, but, it's nice. But I like I like the craft of the keychains. And and oh, yes, the yes. reason I really like this this I guess this mechanic or this collection these collecting items is because they're all different because they have uh you know they have rarities to them. They're simple keychains that are 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 just you know they're all so cool and nice looking for a they're person who nice likes now, for a person who likes all those Sprite Kirby games from before, to see, hey, we've we've brought back all those characters in Sprite Sprite form, and here are these little keychains, and and also they they move with your use the accelerometer, and they they move around on this pegboard, like it's yeah. I was just about to say that, like it's such a nice touch. It's like, just so well flare. executed, even, yeah. even though it's it's very much the same thing as the feathers of hey, I just found. I I found the puzzly way to get up there, and now I have the now I have the collectible. But once you're finished with it, it's oh, this turned into Dynablade from from Kirby Superstar. That is that is a cool looking sprite, and now I have it as this keychain. And and I know it's it's kind of pointless, but I just really like uh, the execution and and the um, you know the dedication they had to go and make all of these keychains and all of this all these art assets. Uh, that you can go and yeah. look at it. It's it's more fun than just a regular gallery uh, that that they have these kind of physical things. I really wish Nintendo would have you know produced some of these because they there are some because yeah, they are nice awesome they, looking yeah, keychains. You wish they were real key, like metal keychains. Oh, it'd be so good, uh, golden keychains or something like that. It's just like I feel like in a in an earlier time, uh, the developers would have had you get every single keychain that would unlock a secret mode. Uh, like one of the big things you get when you unlock, you beat the game the first time, you can play the whole game as King DDD. Mm-hmm. And I feel they would have done something like that maybe ten years ago with a Kirby game, but someone probably said like nobody wants to do that. Let's just you know give the unlocks early and like you know if you want to collect every keychain, you just collect every keychain. Yeah, I think um, I think back to a game uh, like Super Princess Peach. Did you ever play that? No, but I know of it. So it's it's actually a really solid platformer. I, I kind of like it. Uh, yeah. But the problem is... I've, I've been you, eyeing it. I've been eyeing it, but I just... Backlog's too terrible. Sure, sure. Just, it, it's a fun game, though. But when you're... The, it has collectibles in it, and the collectibles are the toads. So you're collecting toads, and it's it's all fine and dandy until you get to, I guess, the... I think it's it's been a little while, but I think it's like the boss world... Maybe even just the boss. I can't remember which one it is, but they gate your progress. They go, "Hey, um, remember all those toads you were collecting for fun? Um, well, now you're not collecting them for fun. You need them. You need every single one of them before you can get into this into this area and finish the game. That game is unfinishable without collecting all their their little hidden collectible garbage pieces." And I'm surprised that uh, Kirby's Triple Deluxe didn't take the same path with the Sunstones. Because the only thing you get from that for collecting every single one of them is a keychain. Uh, probably a really nice keychain and the rarest in the game. So you have to collect them all to get like that 
100% completion mark. Do the Sunstones uh, not also unlock the, the EX levels? They do. They okay. unlock extra levels if you collect all of them in, per each level. Um, and you also have to unlock, you know, the boss levels in the game, too, right. uh, using Sunstones. But you don't have to collect every single one of them. Sure. Okay. Just, uh, to just beat it. the game. Uh, and those, then the EX levels are really nice, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, all right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about my favorite thing about Kirby games in general, and that is uh, the bosses. Uh, yes. I, I, as much as I love the copy abilities, I think the boss design in Kirby games is is kind of second to none. I, I love how rigid the patterns are for a lot of these bosses, uh, and it's something that you can you can definitely pick up on and learn. But they just they feel like they have such personality in that they stay in their in their patterns. Um, and there have been a lot of Kirby bosses that have been reused. Uh, let, me, let me like look through look through this list that I made here. So one, two, three, four. Like over half the bosses in this game are are reused, more or less reused from a previous game. Yeah. Uh, which would normally bug me, but I it doesn't. I, I love these bosses so much, and they they picked a lot of my favorite ones that. Um, and they also they add like new attack moves that you didn't see in other Kirby games. They use that background foreground a lot in the boss fights. Yeah, in fact, every single boss fight in in yeah. this game uses the the background foreground stuff, which which does give it a nice fresh coat of paint uh, compared to some of the some of the older games, but. Um, like, just what are what were some of your your favorite boss moments from uh, Triple Deluxe? Uh, I would definitely say the last boss fight. We'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, uh, definitely the flowery woods. Like that's always one of my favorite. Is the the tree boss that you always reach at the end of the first uh, uh, level or uh, world? Yeah. Uh, and uh, was the uh, coily rat, coily rattler, the mm-hmm. snake uh, one, which kind of is kind of tough. But it is one of the tougher ones for sure. Yeah. Yep. Especially when you have to go back to you know the, at the end of the game, there's the obvious boss rush. Uh, but I, I will also say when you get the uh, the hypernova uh, fruit or whatever at the end of the uh, whole game, and you're going up against all the old bosses uh, from uh, earlier Kirby games that were just you know like those were the bosses not, and they're not like the bosses from Kirby's Triple Deluxe a whole lot mm-hmm. and you're sucking up all of them like like with just ease uh, which would you know in the past would just be a normal or even in this game when you don't have the right number just like a mini boss kind of and uh, th- like that was also very like memorable to me uh, and then the uh, was the fire uh, frog one the privet yeah <laughs> pie uh, ribbit yeah I guess so pie ribbit uh, kind of annoying one when he's bouncing all over the place, but still, uh, that was uh, fun and challenging. And then, uh, of course, the cloud went up. Krakow. Krakow. Yeah, Krakow, Krakow has always been a favorite. I, I'm a big fan of, of the trees as well, usually wispy woods, and this one is flowery woods. Um, and then the painting one, of course, too, just adds nice little, like, oh, there's paint on the screen. But, like, if you have the 3D on, it really pops out. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Paintra, uh, I think she's from... Uh, I mean, she's been in multiple ones, but she was from Adventure, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adventure, and then uh, Nightmare in Dreamland, which is the the remake of Adventure, which is really good for the Game Boy Advance. Um, yeah, so just 
I I like I like all those bosses as well. Uh, the the DDD boss that you fight near the end. It's it's interesting the DDD. Well, I guess I guess it's not interesting. They've they've been doing that with Kirby games for a long time now. Of DDD is is like the first last boss, but then there is yeah. usually something something even worse uh, behind the ends, yeah, behind the door. Um, yeah. So well, let's talk about the final boss then, Queen Sectonia. Yes. And I I really enjoyed this uh, boss fight. Uh, there's uh, what like four stages to this. Yeah, there's there's definitely multiple stages. I'm trying to remember exactly how many or, or what counts as a as a new stage, rather. Well, you, you fight her in her first form, which is her with like these two wands that become swords, and you're dodging projectiles. And, you know, she's dodging background foreground. Uh, you just got you know it, it's the first fight, so you just got to you know stay on your toes, dodge, and you know. Uh, it's a, your typical kind of Kirby battle, and then she transforms and uh, kind of like you know, like you think you're done, like oh she's trapped Kirby, but up oh, here comes King DDD, like saves the day really, and uh, uh, what happens? And then you do the uh, and we didn't talk about this, but more of the accelerometer stuff where you're shooting Kirby from a cannon into the background. Right. Uh, you have to do complete this to uh, get to the. Actual last boss, the uh, soul of Sectonia. Uh, so you're using this sort of like DD shooting a cannon, shooting Kirby out to these little buds that are about to shoot like uh, you know projectile. So you got to time it right, uh, and then you uh, uh, battle the soul of uh, Sectonia at the end, which is kind of a multi-stage uh, kind of remix of the last uh, Queen Sectonia fight, but. Uh, you know, there's like you know platforming involved, and that whole you know what I said earlier, like you're if you don't have an ability or you lost it during this fight, you're you know sucking up the projectiles, and you have to stay on your toes. And if you want to keep that projectile, use that the best opportune moment. Right. That's uh, always that's jumping. always a really interesting challenge for for Kirby bosses because some of, most of them are are pretty easy, like like the rest of the game. But then there's you definitely can get hit at yeah. some points. So and they throw a curve. In this one, I guess so. Yeah, uh, but like, how long can you was... keep? How long can you keep the power <laughs> before yep. before you have to just be vanilla Kirby and and actually start learning the patterns and and seeing when you can get the the stars that they kick out that you can then shoot back at them. That's that's always been one of my like favorite little meta games. Is how how far can I get this time? Like, can I get through half the life bar yeah. before I need to start using uh using the regular stars? How far can I go as real Kirby? Yeah, oh man. <laughs> That's the best ability. Uh, but yeah, and I also liked how the uh, perspective of this fight changed over time too. Like the the final part, you get this sort of angle where you look at this sort of tilted angle. Uh, still in, you know, you're still fighting on a 2D plane, but it's more of like that of a 3D kind of uh, 2D back and forth movement. Uh, kind of like I've, I've noticed it in a lot of boss fights in uh, Yoshi's Woolly World that I paid, played uh, over the past uh, several months. Uh, use this kind of different perspective as the boss fight goes on, uh, which really kind of makes it a little bit more dynamic. It's it's nice. And I've I've had Yoshi's Woolly World like on my on my table ready to go for a long time, and it, I just it, I have not pulled the trigger it's yet. It's a good solid game. It, it, again, not the best of the year, but a good solid game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that at some point. You know, when I'm not Much playing like this, <laughs> when I'm not playing Fire Emblem, which is which might be forever. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. Well, uh, let's let's finish this off with a with a nice little conversation here about our our favorite Kirby games of all time. Um, I uh, uh, I do have to ask though, what was your favorite ability in Kirby's Triple Deluxe? Uh, my, I mean, it's it's boring. Uh, my favorite ability, just in general, is anything with ice. Um, so ah. so I'm always a fan of the ice ones. I like how you can uh, how it gives you. Uh, not so much invincibility, but it's it's nigh invincible. Uh, that, that it's it's so hard for enemies to get in on you when you can surround yourself in ice. Um, mm-hmm. But then also just the the way that you can freeze an enemy and then kick the the frozen enemy into other enemies. That's always been one of my favorite things. And then in in this game, and I think it's been in other games. I think it was in Return to Dreamland, uh, where when you sprint. Uh, Kirby gets ice skates for no apparent yeah, reason yeah, and just like skates across the skate. So all of those reasons make ice my favorite. But, um, I mean, Ninja's really cool. Um, I, I actually really like uh, one of the new abilities for this one. That is the, the dung beetle um, <laughs> or the horned yeah, beetle. Yeah, he actually flies around in this one. Uh, yeah, the yeah, flying and the horn, the horn is like pretty cool too, yeah. Uh, so what what about you? Uh, it's the uh, circus uh, clown, whatever. Okay. Uh, that 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 one is just—it's cool because it, all it is is just jumping around or or uh, making a balloon, uh, like a balloon animal. Mm-hmm. That's the ability. Uh, yeah, I, that was. Uh, I, I really like all of them, like the archer, the whip. Uh, th- there doesn't seem to be one that's like I don't want to be that one. Right. Uh, for sure. Uh, a spe- spear is another one of my favorites. Um, I I really like using spear. I like uh, I like the ability to use it as a helicopter and and fly around like that. And then uh, it it has a lot of great versatility in hitting from multiple directions or or uh, being able to be used as a projectile as well as a as a melee weapon. Um, yeah, spear spear is really fun. Um, all right, best best Kirby game, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, it's Kirby's Adventure for the NES. It, it, that still is my favorite Kirby game, uh, platformer or otherwise. Uh, second one would be uh, Canvas Curse for the DS. Uh, and this would definitely be one of, like, you know, uh, definitely just above the middle tier Kirby for me because uh, Triple, Del- Triple Deluxe, just because it's just so well made uh, and so nicely put together. But, yeah, Kirby's Adventure for the NES, not it wasn't the first Kirby game. It was Kirby's uh, Dream Land for the Game Boy. That was, you know, I played that when that came out, and uh, like just so many people had that game. You came across somebody with a Game Boy, and you had your Game Boy on you, or you know, you, they let you play it or whatever. You could beat it quickly and get it done with on a, like a simple rental or whatnot. But Kirby's Adventure just did, just was like everything that I wanted from like a platforming game. Like it had the. Uh, length of like mario 3 like going level to level over many or you know many stages for each level and there's like this overworld that you go and you can kind of choose which one you would want to go to next sometimes and just the added way of having abilities uh it just was such a nice uh game and the end boss battle uh when you fight uh was it nightmare or whatever at the uh Mm -hmm. fountain of dreams and you're just flying in there with a star rod and shooting it like it becomes a shoot 'em up uh after you fight king ddd is just still one of those amazing moments uh that uh just still resonates well with me like uh, of all the games i've played period and yeah kirby's adventure hands down still my favorite uh kirby game nice so that 
that is one that I've I've seen played a lot. Um, I I actually have the the 3ds um, the 3D version of it uh, that they put out yeah, for they're, virtual they're kind console. Of 3D remastered. Yeah, the games. the 3D classic, whatever they called it, yeah. for Kirby's Adventure. Um, but I haven't played very much of that, uh, and I never played Adventure on the NES because what for whatever reason it passed me by. I think I I think I got a Super Nintendo too early. And uh, and Kirby's Adventure was one of those later NES games. Yeah. Um, now I really love uh, the remake though, Nightmare in Dreamland. I think that is that is a fantastic game. Uh, I remember getting yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Game Boy Advance, right? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. I remember getting that right before uh, a trip uh, where we would have to take a plane ride with my family, and and I got that and and was able to. Uh, play it for for pretty much the entire vacation and uh and that was yeah so that was a lot of fun i i do have fond memories of that uh my favorite though i i've mentioned it a few times and it's the only other one that i've done uh, a podcast episode for i think it kind of might have been like episode two or three yeah it was really early uh is kirby's dreamland 2 uh that, that is also a fantastic uh not only a fantastic animal game it surpasses the first uh Oh yeah, 100%. It's, uh, so I, I, it, it brings those copy abilities from adventure. Um, it doesn't have as many, it only has seven copy abilities, but then, yeah, it's a little bit limited, but yeah, you have those, your animal friends that add so much more and they also have a uh, copy of it. Like, you know, if you take, uh, if you uh, ride one, you have there. Uh, and have an ability, you can use that ability with that animal too. It just right. adds up a lot. So it really, right. it really has twenty-one abilities as opposed to the <laughs> seven that it that it says, exactly. uh, because you can get in the the hamster or the fish or the or the owl, and and uh, it it's sad that those guys haven't those, those animals. Uh, Rick, uh, oh god, I'm gonna miss uh, all the yeah, names. I forget them all. Rick, uh, yeah, Rick, remember Rick. Rick, Rick Koo and oh my god, I forgot the name of that fish. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, like I wish those guys would have come back for, for other games they, they did come back for dreamland three, uh, dreamland three is a game that I have, uh, played, uh, only in the last few years. That was, that was another, like one of those, like, man, super Nintendo games are expensive. I never got that one. Um, but it's on the collection. So and you can definitely get the collection. Yeah. I just, I need to go get the collection at this point. Cause there's, I, I think it's on the, uh, Wii virtual console as well too. So if you have a Wii or Wii U, you can still still snag it for a cheap price. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty good call. It, I should it, it is a good Kirby game. It's one that I need to go go back to and complete. Uh, but it, it it's still a solid one. I I think I still enjoy Superstar Saga, uh, Super Saga uh, uh, the most out of the Super Nintendo Kirby games. And also, uh, I had a friend last year. He's like, "Oh, can you get Kirby's uh, Dream Course on the Wii uh, <laughs> Virtual Console?" And yes, you can. So, yeah, Kirby's Dream Course, Dream Course is a game that I have exclusively played in hotels. <laughs> uh, it's, like, once you get around to how, how to like shoot and everything, and understand the the weird kind of physics to that game, it is it is really like it's a strange but fun game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my problem is that I would always just I would always just play it at a at those hotels that would have the hey, you can spend, you know, however many dollars and, and be able to play games on your TV for, I don't know, like an hour. You could buy, just buy time. And Dream Course would always be the one that I'd play because I had all the other games that were, that was available there. And I was like, well, what am I paying for if I already have these games uh, and I can just play them at home? Dream Course is the d- new, different one. 
but I would never get the hang of it because I would only play it for 30, 30 minutes to an hour and then not play it for, you know, years until we'd come back to that hotel for whatever reason. <laughs> so Dream Course has always been one that, that's kind of, uh, you know, just, just kept a little bit right out of reach. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Dreamland 2 is definitely my number one. I would actually say that, that Kirby 64, uh, the Crystal Shards, is my number two. Really? Uh, I just, the, the way those the copy abilities are, are thrown in there is awesome. Uh, adding cutter and electricity to get the double-bladed lightsaber, uh, getting cutter and the stone to to get all your different statues that Kirby can turn into. Uh, in, and in fact, when Kirby turns into a statue, it can be the animal friends. It can be Rick Koo and the fish yep, whose name yep. I can't remember. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, so I just uh, Klein, Keen, Keen. A. I guess. I think it might be Kine. That might be the fish. Ah, I should really look this up, but I'm not going to. All I remember the fish, though, is when you're Electric Kirby, he shoots out a light bulb. Yeah! Oh, the light bulb is so brokenly awesome. It's a... Because you can hold it... You can hold it in front of you. Oh, it's so good! Yes, Uh, you because you can hold it in front of you, and it's you just have this invincible shield. It does, yeah. It lights up everything around. Which Dreamland Two has a couple of dark stages that are that are kind of cool. And then, yeah, then you can just shoot it and it explodes like a bomb. It is the best. Oh, it's so good. Why don't they make that again? Oh man, yep. Yeah, man, I want to. I just want to go back and play Dreamland Two now, and and I feel really bad for Triple Deluxe because it's a very good game. But yeah, I, I, I would say yes. great. Triple Deluxe is a great game. It is not uh, Dreamland Two levels. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say quality because they're both very quality made games. But yeah, Dreamland Two just it set a, a new bar for handheld Kirby. Right. Uh, same same with Canvas Curse. Like those are those are two the those are the gold standards. Yeah, so uh, so these days, Kirby, uh, I mean, Kirby's newest game came out for the Wii U. That was the, the kind of sequel to Canvas Curse, I think. Is it called Rainbow Curse? Yes, Rainbow Curse. Okay. Um, and it's... It's good. I've heard that it's good, that it's not as good as Canvas Curse, but it's... It's not, it's but it's still solid. Um, and then it as far... As far as a traditional Kirby game, uh, I we don't really know. Uh, no. I do you think Kirby's due for one? It's been two years since uh, Triple Deluxe. Yeah, I mean, for as as far as handheld games go, yeah, I would I would imagine we'd get another Kirby handheld game pretty soon. Uh, just like looking through the handheld games they've done before, uh, like <laughs> Nightmare in Dreamland came out in two thousand two, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror came out in two thousand four, Kirby Squeaks God came out in two thousand six. Like they they do have a very two-year policy for for handheld Kirby's. Uh, so I could definitely uh, see another one like coming it. out for 3DS. Uh, I don't I know if we'll like see another one for Wii U. Huh? I was, yeah, I was thinking more like the consoles. I think it's time for a platform Kirby on the consoles. I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know we'll get one for the NX whenever whenever that comes out. But I, maybe, I just Maybe don't... we'll get Air Ride 2. <laughs> I'd play that. Air Ride's I, cool. I, like it's the first, the first air ride. Is it's, it good? It's I mean it's no Mario Kart, but yeah, there's some oh, cool no, stuff yeah. to it. It's still got some uh it's got the copy abilities that you can use to uh, you know, they work like power ups and, and it's got some you cool know, as, ideas. As as much as I 
love Kirby as a platform game. I would like to see maybe Kirby take a page from Paper Mario and go like a uh, unique RPG route. That could be cool. Yeah, I would just, totally. Just because it has so many, like, just has a unique cast of characters. You have Kirby, King DDD, Meta Knight, uh, Wallady, and like you could just add so much to it that I think it, the world itself be make a really interesting like Super Mario RPG a la kind of RPG. That is a really cool idea. I would I would actually love to see that. I w- I would love to see Nintendo just take the the paper route. Uh, oh, that's a bad pun. Um, but to to just have that be a, a separate franchise where it is anything that is paper is our RPG thing that you know for games that we have that aren't usually RPGs. Uh, Kirby's or, watercolor. Kirby can can copy abilities by painting them, and it's an RPG. <laughs> sure, like that that'd be fine too. I, yeah, I I I think and you're totally all, right. It's all made of watercolors. That's that's the whole <laughs> aesthetic to the entire graphics of the game. It's all watercolor. Yeah, there there definitely is a, a really cool cast of characters. There's a there's a nice uh, sense of place that they've built with with Dreamland, and uh, yeah, that would be really man. Now I'm now I'm a sh- now I'm pissed that we don't have that. <laughs> we, have, we have a Sonic RPG. <laughs> yeah, I I played that. <laughs> I have that. Is it okay? Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood is not a good game. It's in fact a very bad game. Doesn't doesn't uh, matter if it's made by Bioware or not. That is not a good game. People should not play that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Matt, I want to I want to thank you. For... Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's really why we're wrapping up. So I guess it's not really early, but we're we're wrapping up now because there's more Fire Emblem to play. Uh, Matt, in fact, like speaking of that, I would love to get you back on pretty soon uh once we've we have some more fire emblem fates under our belt and uh, we could talk about that game um i never i never did do a proper uh fire emblem awakening show i did do the the advance wars show with jeff grubb where pretty much we just talked about fire emblem awakening <laughs> um but i uh, revisited that now because i actually well i'm on the last level of awakening finally oh man uh, I'm doing I'm doing those challenge maps though. Like uh, I'm a stickler. I gotta, I yeah. gotta find everything, keep everybody. Absolutely, alive. for sure. Save save scum the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't deterred me from starting Fire Emblem Fates and uh, choosing the Hoshido path for the first uh, playthrough. Good, good. Uh, I I very much look forward to uh, to our time at PAX East this year. Uh, that will be happening. Uh, we took a. <laughs> A hiatus last year because I wasn't able to go, but uh, this year got the tickets booked. Uh, that's all happening, so uh, so we'll definitely be seeing that show. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing shows like we did um, before, I would imagine, um, and that will be our chance to uh, meet in person and, and uh, do some more Fire Emblem Fate stuff then. Uh, but yeah, if we could have a maybe we can sneak in a podcast before that, or, or maybe right after. We'll we'll see what happens, but. Uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Fates. I'm I'm a good bit into it right now, and I can say that I really like it. Um, I don't think it starts as as sharply as as uh, Awakening did, but uh, there's it's it definitely grows into a much larger game than Awakening, which is very exciting because uh, Awakening took up a long a lot of my life, and uh, and I I can see this taking up even even longer, especially with the two versions at launch and then there's a third 
kind of version coming out. Uh, is that is that in March? Is that next month? Yeah, it's uh, March. I want to say March sixth or eighth or whatever. It's supposed to be early March. Man. You can get it now with the special edition. Like it's all in the same card. Man, it is. It is a third option. There's, and the, the choice of chapter six. Yeah, so you can so... choose Stone, nor, or you can choose neither. <sighs> and that is its own own way of going through the story, which I was tempted to try that right away, but I'm like, I feel I'm going to, I would ruin whatever like story moments they have in yeah, Birthright. Yeah, I can see that. I just skip Man, and there's... get to the part where it says Revelations. And I'm like, yeah, that seems like I'm learning what <laughs> this all means or something like yeah. that now, so... Uh, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it as well too. I'm only just gotten to chapter six to the choice part, yeah. and uh, but I just like just the, the production of this game is. Just, I thought Awakening was amazing. This is just something else for a handheld. It is. It is really cool. I would not be surprised to see this uh, show up on our next game of the year uh, episode uh, quite highly. Uh, uh, anyway, I mean, just just the, just the simple of like zooming in in the battles now is mm-hmm. just so just so. Well, that is, that is a conversation that we will continue another time. Uh, Matt, would you like to uh, tell the fine folks where they can find you on the internet? Uh, you can go on Twitter and find me at Jiggysan, G-I-G-G-Y-S-A-N. Uh, I occasionally do a show with my friend Tyler Abstract called the Abstract Japan Podcast. I like I, uh, guest on that a lot and do a lot of requests. It's weird music from Japan, not your average J-pop, I would say. And uh, I used to do Shuffled. I still think there's some episodes up. Uh, at cerebralpop.com and uh, I might do that again some point soon just you know time and money and things like that yeah. Uh, but yeah that's where you can find me cool uh, as for Gamers on the Go uh, you can go to gamersonthego.com and see all of our episodes uh, you can also find us on our uh, second home at livingthenerdlife.com where you can uh, you know, they've got a lot of great content and they're, they're nice enough to host our shows um we have also been starting to produce these these new kind of new separate feature called uh, uh, game or GOTG Micro, which are uh, which are shorter shows. I know that is one of the things that the show is known for is how long it is. So uh, so these are some shorter shows, uh, mainly about bite sized experiences like uh, like something you'd find on mobile. Not necessarily all mobile games, and that doesn't mean that mobile games won't show up on on regular shows as well. But um, for things that are, are smaller, more bite-sized experiences, uh, that's what that will be. And uh, we've we've recorded one of those already. That's out uh, on Laura Croft Go. Uh, I think that came out. Uh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say last week because that doesn't mean anything to somebody listening <laughs> at a different time. Um, but so Laura Croft Go is out, and there will be I can say three others that have been recorded uh, so far, and those will be going out in. Uh, pretty soon or or maybe they're already out right now um so (laughs) well (laughs) they're they're going out on thursdays so for the whole month of february and into into march uh thursdays you will find these uh these micro episodes um and and some of those are are pretty fun uh i those are some games it got me thinking about games on ios devices that i have not uh thought about for a while so it was good to Good to get get some of that back in and flowing, and, and I'll be doing more of those episodes uh, throughout this year. Um, and, and more of these regular episodes as well, and, and getting on people like Matt and and uh, and many of our other friends at, from Gamers on the Go to, to come here and talk about all these fun games. <laughs> um, Twitter is at GOTG Podcast. 
we have a Facebook page that we don't update, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that is that is it. Matt, thank you very much for coming on. I will let you get back to Fire Emblem because that is exactly what I will be doing. And uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Hey,